Mark chapter 9, verse number 23. Remember, we've been talking about this one word, endure. We're coming up now, we're on, or we're in the last month of this year, the first Sunday of the last month of this year. Glory to God, we made it this far. I want you to just be satisfied with making it out of 2016 and going into 2017. Amen. We're not just satisfied with just making it. Amen. That's why last week we talked about built to last, built to win. Amen. We're not just trying to make it across the finish line. Amen. We're sprinting across and saying, what's next? Amen. If you don't learn to trust God, 2017 going to be the same as 2016. Amen. Amen. I, I can't look back. I've had some challenges in 2016, but I can't look back and say that it's been a bad year. Amen. Every day that I'm above the ground.
For the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse 17 that the just shall live by faith. It is only by faith that you will see the things of God come to manifestation in your life. If at this point we're still talking about living right, then we are truly wasting time. Everybody in here, uh, I would say, would raise their hand if I asked if you're saved or not. So if you're saved, we don't have to go through the you should be a new creature and all of those teachings. You should be much more a mature believer so that you can understand what I'm teaching and preaching on today. But if we have to take time and teach you how to live, then we can do that too. But we prefer to deal with the more weightier matters of the gospel. The Bible says if there are still divisions and strife and envies amongst you, that you are yet carnal and walk as mere men. That's 1 Corinthians 3. If we're still dealing with those problems, then we have bigger issues, bigger fish to fry, as they say. Uh, and we have to scrap what we're talking about concerning faith and get back to teaching about holiness is still right. Are you hearing me? But I believe that the Holy Spirit has led me here to talk about the power of believing for a reason. This story deals with the man who brought his son to Jesus. I'm going to slow walk it for And Jesus was away from his disciples and he was praying. And the man brings his son who was having seizures to the disciples to see if the disciples might somehow deliver his son. And as they were unable and unsuccessful in their endeavors to deliver this, this boy, Jesus shows up all of a sudden. And the father comes to Jesus and says to him that your disciples were unable to deliver my son. They couldn't cast this demon out of him. And so I'm bringing him to you to see what you can do. In verse 19, Jesus says to the man, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring the boy to me. When somebody is a real, true believer, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. That's right. Their faith, they understand, is built to conquer anything that they might encounter. So Jesus says, I don't need to know everything that's going on. Just bring it to me. They brought him to him in verse 20. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And Jesus now noticed that the boy is still wallowing and foaming. And Jesus looks at the father in verse 21 and says, how long ago since this came of him? And the boy, the father answered and said, of a child. And Jesus says in verse 22, uh, he says in verse 22, and oftentimes it cast him into the fire. And into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything. Y'all got to catch what the father's saying. 
If thou canst do anything, have compassion. Somebody say compassion. compassion. I need you to understand that sympathy will let me cry with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But compassion yeah. will move me to do something. What we have in the church is a whole lot of people who have sympathy and no compassion. Compassion made him take two fish and five loaves and feed 5,000. Sympathy would have said, well, let him go get something to eat. Sympathy will cause you to look at somebody and feel sorry for them. Compassion will cause you to reach in your pocket and do something for them. Somebody shout compassion. So he says, if you can do anything, have compassion. You got to understand that this is the father understanding the difference between sympathy and compassion. The father is finally moved to a place that he feels like he needs to do something for his son. He's been like this since he was a child. But all of a sudden the problem has gotten so great that the father says, I need to do something. So he begins to search out an answer for his son. Sometimes stuff can get so heavy. I'm going somewhere with this. Stuff can get so heavy on you that you begin to look for outside resources to help you carry the load. Then we get somebody and tell them, but he came to the right place. See, when you're looking for somebody to help you carry the load, you can be careful that you not go to a soothsayer or a palm reader. You better tell the truth. You right. You got to be careful that you look for answers in the right place. You you calling your cousin them who ain't got nobody, and, and, and before long they gonna talk you out of having somebody. You can you got to be careful the people that you go. The Bible says don't you. you outside of the level that you're able to believe. And so believing becomes 
because you'll hear people say this I've seen somebody that didn't have an arm and they prayed for them and the arm grew back and you have those who haven't experienced that that will say I can't believe it the power of believing and so the father says have compassion and help us verse 23 Jesus said unto him if since you want to go that word now if I can do anything have compassion well if you can believe that's what it's like Jesus if you can and he said no if you can don't ever question his ability but he turns around on the father and said I'm questioning your ability see so often it's not the ability of God but it becomes our ability because we are limited by our own reasoning we're limited by our own emotions we're limited by our own reality and we're limited by our circumstances the question then becomes what made the father in the first place say if yeah yeah what happens is Sister Keisha, the, the, the father looks at the circumstances and the circumstances is what's happening at that moment. He's looking at his son. Now watch this, because you would think that I done brought him to Jesus. Yeah, everything about to get better now. But watch what happens when he brings him to Jesus. Right in front of Jesus, the spirit decided to act up. Somebody shout circumstances. Uh, right when he brought him to Jesus, the one that's supposed to heal him, the one that's supposed to deliver him, the one that's supposed to save him, the spirit decides to act up. Somebody shout circumstances. And so, right in the midst of it, all of this is still going on while the boy is on the ground, wallowing and spinning. Jesus asked the Father a question. Can you get past your circumstances? Can you get past what's going on right now? Yeah, he, he, he's dealing with an uncomfortable reality. Because reality and circumstances are two different things. The circumstance is what was happening right then. His reality was, I've been dealing with this since he was a little boy. I can't tell you how many people are bound by their reality. Can I help you get delivered from your reality? Your reality is that you need a better job. Your reality is that you don't have the degree to get the job. I'm going to talk to the crowd again. But for those of us who believe God, our reality is not a seen reality. Because you can't see my favor, but you know that it exists. You can't see my anointing, but you can best believe I'm anointed. So when I walk in, this is believing then that I start applying for stuff that I'm not qualified for. See, some of us, we're limited by our reality because we look at the job description and we say, I, I don't have a master's. But those of 
for a long time. But what is your reality? Like you, you hear people say all the time, well, you just don't understand what I'm dealing with. Yes, I do. The devil. It don't matter what way he show up. It's still the same enemy. What you don't understand is that you're limited by your circumstances and your reality. But if you would decide that you determine your circumstances, if you would decide that you determine your reality, if you can believe. Look at somebody and just shake them and tell them all you got to do is believe. Yeah, I wish, I wish it was just that easy. I wish it was just that easy. But watch his emotions. The, the father's emotions are out of control. Could you imagine watching your son deal with this and, and go through this? And his emotions are out of control. And he's so out of control. He, he brought him to the disciples. And the disciples couldn't do nothing. And so now his emotions are raging. And he says to Jesus, they couldn't do nothing. But I probably need to see if he can. You gotta get control of your emotions because your emotions will cause you to do stuff that don't line up with the word of God. Your emotions will cause you to step out of character. I'm talking to somebody. Your emotions will cause you to hurt people's feelings who you know are led by the flesh. Your emotions.
Get down and take the stepping stool back to where he got it from. 
get it. He had to all of the work. I told him he could have it. He just going into the cabinet and picked out what he wanted. Yeah. 
of believing that when it gets too heavy for me I believe that my father in heaven will step in and give me the strength to keep on keep on keep on to keep on moving there's been many times I thought about giving up I wish I had just one something there's been many times that I thought about holding the time but then I hear that small in your voice that say when it gets too heavy for you son when the pressures of this world become too heavy on your shoulders, cast all of your cares. Yeah. The altars are 